Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Worthing. This message is by Jonathan Dyke. So we're talking about today living as a worshipper again, another, another couple of Sundays, this Sunday, next Sunday. But what I really want to do as well is to bring in this word Advent. Say Advent. So this is an advert for Advent. What, do you th- what does Advent mean? Windows with chocolates. I love that. Yes, it does. What else could it mean? Coming. Actually, it means three times coming. Ooh, shake me out. So the very first Advent was Jesus coming as a baby. And we're going to look at that. And we're going to look at, as we were kind of praying this morning and just experiencing, is that it's God's intention to make access to him really, really easy. It's God's plan for you and for me to make touching God really, really simple. But he didn't wait for us to come to him. He came to us. So the first meaning of the word Advent is coming as a person, coming to the earth. And we're going to celebrate that in a few weeks' time. A second aspect of this word Advent is he wants to come into your life and my life as saviour. So the first time when Jesus came, he actually came as Lord. And we're going to look at what did that look like in a few moments. And then the third way that we celebrate coming is that we know Jesus is going to come back as the all-conquering victorious king. So in this word Advent, we find that Jesus comes as Lord, he comes as saviour and he will come back as king. But there's also another slight variation of that word Advent, which maybe we are not aware of, which is he also comes to rule. Advent also comes from a Greek word, or as well as a, the Latin origin, it comes to have dominion. So when Jesus came on the earth, even though he was only small in the physical, spiritually he was in charge. When Jesus comes into your life and my life, he doesn't just come in a little bit, he wants to come and take charge. And when Jesus comes back, the whole of creation will know he's coming. So this Advent is more than just chocolate, although that's a really good idea. It's a good idea. Uh, I don't know, my grandchildren have got Advent calendars now, and they always want to go to number 24 first, if you notice that. <laughs> How many of you want to do that? How many of you still want to do that? Come on, Emma. Okay, I know some of you do. But it's just interesting for me as we've been journeying through living as a worshipper, a next step that, I don't know about you, but with me, God has just been reminding me just how close he is. When we were talking about personal prayer and, and, and corporate prayer, how many of you know that without God, we're just talking? Without God's focus, without God's heart, without God being around, we're just talking. And I don't know about you, but most of us talk about the problem, not the solution. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed something else? The more we talk about a problem, the bigger it gets. Ooh, hello there. Has anybody you found that? I found that. Sometimes I end up talking to a problem and the problem doesn't say anything. It just looks so you you know what I'm talking about and yet when we allow God to come into that problem 
God begins to look back at it and saying, I'm going to change that. I'm going to heal that. I'm going to touch that. I'm going to do something with that. Because wherever God comes, God changes something. And I, I've dropped a couple of people in it in a minute because, well, actually I haven't because I already told them they're going to do it, which is unlike me. But I'm changing. Thank you, Jesus. That's why I've got a T-shirt on. Hallelujah. Because how many of you know that stuff happens in life? How many of you know that? How many of you know, how many of you right now, there's nothing happening in your life? Because if you put your hand up, I'm going to challenge that. But when we realise that God is coming, he wants to get involved, he wants to come into our relationships. He wants to come into our workplace. He wants to come into uh, the difficult situations. He wants to come into our ties, our offering. He wants to come into everything. Don't just think that Jesus is still a baby when he comes. Because he's not. He's the King of Kings and he's the Lord of Lords. He is the name above every other name and at his name every knee should bow (laughs) and every tongue shall confess. He's not a small Lord. He is the Lord of all. He's not a small King. He's the King of all Kings. So even though Jesus has already come 2,000 years ago, he's already come. When he comes into your life and when he comes into my life, he doesn't come just to play nursery with us. He doesn't come so we can just go gaga goo goo all the time and not grow up in this world. He comes so that he can live in us and live through us. Hallelujah. But I just want to read a couple of scriptures here, which I love. I love these. I love these because as I was just kind of praying on these last week and this last weekend where, you know, I I have a a, quite an easy role in the freedom encounter. I just wander around and look good, to be honest. That's what I do. Because it's actually God that does everything that people think I'm doing. I don't do anything. I just read the Bible. for session after session after session. I don't know how many hours I'm talking. It's, it doesn't seem like a long time. All I know is, is that all I'm doing in the Freedom Encounter is reading about who God is and reading about what God has said. That's it. Just reading the Bible. So actually, it's, it's a real, it's a bit like, well, I'm just, stand, I'm just turning up here and God's doing the rest. But what I see is time and time and time again, and it was the same on Friday, the same yesterday, is as people come to Jesus, he's already come for them. And this is where we've just got to be clear, is that we come to Jesus, he's already come for us. Jesus doesn't come to you because you're a problem. We come to him because we have a problem sometimes, but he comes for you because he loves you. He comes for you because he's passionate about you. He doesn't come to you because you're a pain in the bottom. Although maybe we are. You'd have to check that yourself, right? But he comes for us. He died for me. He didn't die to me. So I just want you out of this session today and next week as we continue with Advent is that we want to see Jesus coming. And then we want to go where he is. We want to see Jesus arriving and then go where he's arriving. All right, so this whole load of messages we've been having is about how Jesus wants to come in our prayer, how he wants to come in our prayer time together, which is why this Wednesday is so important. Why is it important? Well, why not? Well, know how important it is if we're here. Ooh. (laughs) 
sorry, did I only meant to think that, will know how important it is because we'll be around. If we can't make it here, then pray anyway because Jesus wants to come into these prayers and bring answers with him. It's amazing how as we read some of these stories, people went and took presents to Jesus, not knowing he was the greatest present the universe could ever have. But it's the thought and the principle that I think makes a difference, don't you? I think it is. So we have between the Old Testament, which is the first part of the Bible, and the New Testament, 400 years. That was impressive. There was 400 years. I felt the draft. There was 400 years where it seemed that God never said anything. 400 years of silence. 400 years of people knocking. God, are you, are you dead? There's two films. God is dead one and God is dead two. <laughs> and there's three, is there? <laughs> God is not dead. But people thought, where is God? And maybe, I don't know, maybe if you've already given your life to Jesus, maybe you've not heard from God for a while. Maybe it seems like you're banging on, on life, trying to get an answer. Maybe you're banging on the door of prayer and all you get is an echo coming back at you. I have no idea. Maybe you just think God's not around. I have no idea. Maybe you think God is just ignoring you. No idea. No idea. All I know is I've experienced all those things and the bottom line is, is I can either agree with that or not agree with that. I can either let Jesus come into that or I can try and sort it out myself. But if we believe, and I believe that we do believe this, if we believe in the, in the God who comes, then we've got to give him space to come. Which is why Pastor Clive talks about we want to give more, more space, but not so that we can fill it, but so that God can fill it. I think we're pretty good at filling our time. I think we are. I think we're pretty good at making things happen. It might not be everything we want, but I think we're pretty good at filling our time. But I think God wants to challenge us and say, why, why don't you give me some time and space so that I can come into that and change it? So in the Bible, we have 400 years of silence. Nothing. Absolutely zip. Nothing. It's like the heavens are brass. And then in Luke 2, verse 13, I love this. It's not just a Christmas story. This is a reality. Suddenly. Say suddenly. Suddenly. I think God wants to be a much more suddenly. I think as we are dealing with the silence, the brass, the feeling of being ignored, whatever it is that you might be going through, it's like, oh, is God in this? I think God is going to do a lot of suddenly. I think God is able to do that. I think he wants to do that. I think he is, in this season, going to do that where suddenly it's going to become normal. Where suddenly God is just going to, boom, he's just going to drop right in there. And what I love about this is suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared. Why? Because heaven is touching the earth today. This is not about, we're, we're in a moment, we're in an atmosphere. No, suddenly God reveals something. Suddenly we see something which we never saw before. Suddenly our eyes have to look up because something's coming down. I think God is going to be doing that in you and in me increasingly in these weeks and months. This is the beginning of Advent. Heaven is coming down. 
The King of heaven is coming down. The glory, the goodness, the best part of God is not out of reach of humanity now because God has reached down to humanity to touch it forever. I could never, ever do this. Ever. So God did it. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, I think God wants to speak right into your situation. Why? To change it. God will never, never come into your situation and say, I feel really sorry for you. Let me give you a kiss. And it will be all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll do far more than that. God will come into every situation to change it. He'll come into every sickness to heal it. He'll come into every shame to remove it. He'll come into every guilt to break it. It'll come into every pain to take the pain. Jesus doesn't just come to share it. He comes to change it. And it's going to be suddenly. Last week, well, actually it was a week on Friday, wasn't it? Last Friday, yeah? Last Friday was last. Last Thursday night, actually, um, Zach's dad had a heart attack and stopped breathing for 15 minutes plus. Medically, they give you between five and eight. I checked it on Google this morning. Normally, when it's around that, there is a huge potential of serious brain damage. There is incapacity to move, speak, or even breathe on your own. That's facts. However, when you begin to let Jesus come into the facts, things change. Have we got that? Oh, hello. Is that your advent calendar going off? <laughs> Is it a chocolate? Is it chocolate time? Blake's after chocolate. Anybody got any chocolate for Blake? Chuck him a penguin bar. Zach, let's, let's welcome Zach out here, shall we? So, tell us a little bit about what happened then. You were, in the, you were at Bible school or doing something on the Thursday, yeah. and you got a message from Mum, was it, or yeah. something? Just tell us a little bit about what happened there then. So, I was, I was in a mental meeting, just talking to Colin Squires, if you know Colin Squires. I was like, you know what, Colin, I'm a bit bored at the moment. And then got a message <laughs> on my phone um, from my mum. My dad had gone to Flip Out, which is like a trampoline park. Um, and he was doing some flips, having a good time, um, and then he collapsed, and they didn't know what was going on, and then he had a heart attack at a trampoline park. Um, and I just looked at it, and I was like, what do I do? And Well, I know what to do. I know I need to pray. So I went off, and I started praying, and I called my mum, and I heard what had happened, and then I was just like, I need to go home. And... I started going home and some people from college rang me up whilst I was on the train and were like, can you get off the train? We want to take you home. We want to pray with you. And so Laura, Josue, you might not know these people, um, a girl called Siobhan and uh, Jen, who used to come here, they took me to the hospital in Southampton um, and we prayed together and we just, we you know, we just thanked God for what he was going to do. And we knew, we knew it was going to be fine. On the way back, like, obviously I was worried because my dad just died for 15 minutes, but I knew it was going to be fine. I just knew that God was going to sort it out. Um, 
and I walked into the hospital room with him in there, and I was like smiling. I was like, "Come on, Lord, let's just let's just raise him up." Um, and I walked in there, and I saw him, and he's like tubes down his throat, like every pipe into a person you could get into a person. He's got it in him. And I'm just like, "Lord, what do I what do I what do I do? I have no idea what to do." Um, and I pray for him, but my faith was just going down and down and down. Um, I came out, prayed with the guys who brought me up again, <laughs> and then just prayed all night, all all Friday night, all Friday, all Friday night, all Saturday. Um, and hundreds of people were praying as well. Like like loads of people at King of Faith were praying. Loads, like my whole church at home was praying. People from all across the world, Israel, Australia, America, every continent, people except Antarctica. Is that a continent? Yeah, no one was there. But, um, but people were praying everywhere. Um, and someone had this verse, it's from Two Kings, and it's, it's where the, uh, God says to a king, um, I've heard your cry and your prayer, and I will answer you. And on the third day, you'll go up to the house of the Lord. Um, yeah, Hezekiah, good guy. Um, and I was like, okay, Lord, that's cool. I didn't really understand the third day I got to the house of the Lord bit. Um, but Saturday afternoon, been praying for like two days, hadn't slept, just been praying for two days. Um, and the doctor takes us into this room and he just gives us the worst thing you could possibly hear. It's like, he's been asleep while well, he's been without oxygen for 15 minutes. He is most likely a vegetable. Like, he will probably never walk again. He'll probably never speak again. He'll probably be in a care home for the rest of his life. And, like, when you hear that, we, we speak a lot about speaking life at college. Um, and when you hear that, like, literally death, like, spoken over someone, it's just, like, it's so difficult to believe in that circumstance. And I just went home. I kept praying, but I just felt defeated. But everyone else who was praying didn't feel defeated. <laughs> and so, and even if you didn't pray, it's fine, you're part of the body. So you were technically praying, so it's fine. Um, so thank you. Um, um, Pastor Colin once was really ill and he said that he couldn't even pray for himself and he just felt God say, rest in the prayers of the saints. And I felt like that was what God said to me and my family. We, we were just like, Lord, I have no idea what's going on. I don't know why this has happened. And we just went home, we rested. And I woke up the next day, went to church, had an incredible time at church, proclaimed who God was, prayed, 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 victory, victory, victory. And just before we were about to take communion, um, I got this message um, from my mum who had gone in to see him. And he woke up completely fine, completely healed, no damage whatsoever. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Praise God. It was on the third day he rose, Friday to Saturday, Sunday, sorry. It mobilized hundreds, maybe even thousands of people to pray. It, it was, God woke up my church. He woke up other people's churches. He woke up my dad, like literally woke him up. And like, it, it was a testing time, but it was a powerful time. And I'm grateful that happened because I, it's shown me that God is still the God who heals and he still moves and he still works. So thank you, Jesus. So just in the context of what we're talking about now, then you had two conversations probably going on. One was very factual, yeah. very correct. And there's nothing wrong with that. Facts are facts, right? But they change. The truth never changes alright so I'm just trying to unpack if it's not right tell me okay because I've been in that situation more than once as you know so you've got facts talking to you but then God comes in yeah right so when you began to pray were you praying the facts or were you praying the truth praying the truth 
Sorry? Let's pray in the, pray in the truth, Pastor Jonathan. Because that's a key. Thank you, Jesus. Remember I was saying before that sometimes we don't pray, we just talk the problems bigger. God knows we have problems, which is why he came. He didn't send a solution, he is the solution. More chocolate. More chocolate. So, I also know that you had a cardiovascular surgeon come and visit your dad. You, that's right, isn't it? Because yeah. I was keeping in touch with everybody. Yeah. And he didn't quite use this word miracle, but it was similar. Yeah. So just tell them a little bit about that. They just don't understand. Like, as I said, like 15 minutes without oxygen, no one wakes up and is fine. Like people, like his body is fine, physically he's healthy, so he would have woken up, but his mind should not be fine. Like he should, he just should, just should be mentally dead. And they just don't understand why he's fine. But, I mean, I understand why he's fine. It's because there's a God in heaven. And he loves my dad. So, I, yeah, so I, I understand. But they don't understand. Praise God. Good, isn't it? It's very good. Thank God. Thanks Praise for that. Amen. Oh, Amen. It goes on in this scripture, which again I love. We're back in Luke 2. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. well-being, health, life and the knowledge of me, peace to those on whom his favour rests. See, Jesus wants to come and bring his favour. He comes because of favour and he comes to bring his favour and part of the fruit of that is peace. And I don't mean we go around saying shalom to each other, because it's far more um, significant than that. He brings his well-being into every area of our life. And where there is storm, like Zach's family were, he has not changed. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. But he wants to come into that situation and bring himself with him. This is why I love this. Glory to God in the highest. Yeah, I get that. Sometimes we can have a sense of, yeah, God's big. Or maybe God is just not, it doesn't matter what we think God is. God wants to bring everything that he is to the earth. He doesn't just want to be somebody of history, if that's how you think he is, or somebody of the, it doesn't matter how we think God is or is not. God wants to bring his reality into our now. Today, God wants to come upon you. Today, God wants to have his favour rest upon you. Today, God wants to come and get involved with you, to set you free, if that's what you need, to make you well, if that's what you need, to bring peace to your mind. One of the biggest issues, I think, in, in our church, generally, the big church, is that God, it, God is doing loads of miracles. It's fantastic. Cancer is not a big issue now. Even that isn't a big issue now. The biggest issue now is mental health. 
That's where I believe God wants to do some suddenness. So if you've been dealing with all kinds of stuff around the mind, your synapses are just not short-term, long-term memory loss. God wants to come into that and set you free. He wants to come into this whole area of our life to bring health and life. He does. Come on, he does, because he's the same. It's part of his favour. It's part of his peace resting upon us. And again, it, then it goes on. Come on, iPad, get under control. <laughs> when the angels had left and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, I just love this one. I, I love more than just singing the shepherds were washing their socks. I think that's cool. But what I love about the shepherds is that God comes into the really ordinary people. He just comes into the people that were just doing what they were doing, just like you and just like me. He just came to the shepherds and said, hey, come on, heaven's coming down. God's coming down with it. This is cool. And these shepherds, just they were just straightforward people like me. That's amazing. I think we need to be amazed much more than we are amazed. Because God is for us. God is for you. Whatever, the, whatever your life is representing, sitting on your chair right now, just know this, God is for you. He is. And if you come to him, you'll find he's already come for you. He's already come for you and he will come for you again. Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's go to your address. Let's go to your house number. Let's go to your workplace. Let's go into your household and see this wonderful thing that God has told us about. God wants you to have a story and he wants to be the author of it. He wants to be the creator of it. And yes, okay, we're going to keep talking about freedom. Well, why not? Jesus came to set us free. We're going to be talking about freedom because most of us, if we've known God for any number of years, Man, we need an MOT. You would not dream of driving your car around year after year after year after year after year just trusting it's going to do exactly the same as when you first had it. It's called the law of diminishing returns. The brakes start fading. The steering gets a bit sloppy. Your tyres start going a bit flat. I know they're flat at the bottom, but you know what I mean. Things just stop working as well as God intended them to work. How do we know? Because when you get in there, he says, oh, that's a bit bald. Yeah, OK, that's a bit personal. That, that tie's a bit flat. Yeah, I know that. But when we bring our lives back in alignment with the truth that never changes. <laughs> never changes. How do we know whether we walk in a straight line when you put our life next to a ruler? Come on. And the truth is the ruler, if you like. The truth never changes. And so things like freedom, I love it. I've done seven of them now. And every time it's like, God, is that still true for me? Yes. Is that still real for me? Yes. And there's me talking about it to another hundred people and God's talking to me about it a hundred times. Am I trying to get you to sign up? Absolutely. Yeah, because it'll do the world a good. It'll check your heart motives. It'll make sure that this favour is real and it's living and it's active. It'll check your condition of your heart. It'll check the condition of your head. It'll check the condition of your spirit. Why? Because that's how we were made to live. So am I trying to get you to sign up? Yes, I am. And I'm not ashamed of that. If you've got an issue with that, please come and tell me about it afterwards and I'll pray for you and 
we'll have an agreement. There are many world truths out there, but most of them are just trip hazards. Do this, do that, be that, be here, be like that, be like that, don't be like that. They're just trip hazards. There's lots of truths out there. They're just like snares and traps. But truth is truth. Jesus didn't just send a truth. He is the truth and he was sent. When Jesus comes into your life, when he comes into your world, he will work for you to bring your life in alignment with his truth. That's amazing. That's because the Bible says that Jesus came full of grace and truth. So maybe, maybe what we're dealing with is other people just freak us out a little bit. Maybe we're a little bit intimidated by people. Maybe we're just afraid of others. Maybe what they think or maybe what they think about us. Laura's just going to come. I'm going to drop Laura in it now. Come on, Laura. So Laura's been a Christian for how long? How long have you known Jesus? Uh, since I was born. <laughs> well, I grew up in a Christian family. So a few years ago. I decided to give my life to God when I was 15, so four years ago. Okay. Yeah. So what you were talking to me about this morning was you, you, were, you were on the crosswalk, right? Yeah. And, and tell me about this particular thing that happened to you in the crosswalk for the first time yesterday. Yeah. So I, I met two guys at different times and I had two very good conversations with them. Um, the first one with the first guy, he was talking to me about his dad, um, that his dad is dying because he has cancer and um, the doctors like, yeah, uh, gave him like two years. Um, so, but I said to, to him, you know, like these are the facts and, but God wants to heal your dad and, um, but God works according to our faith. So I asked him, do you know Jesus? Do you know God? Um, he said, no. And he said, well, do you, do you want to know God? Do you want to give your life to him? And he said, yes. And I was like, all right. <laughs> um, no, okay, but you haven't yeah. done that before. No, like because that, I've because always been kind of scared of the... If people say yes, what, what can I do then, you know? So I've never asked the question. Um, but I felt really confident in God at that time. And I think what happened with Zach's dad really encouraged my faith as well. Um, so, yeah, he said yes. So then we, um, we read the prayer, the salvation prayer together, and he gave his life to God. Um, and that was really good. And then we prayed for his father as well. And um, I gave him a healing track. Um, and I said to him to just pray the prayer with his dad or, f you know, to his, for his dad in the hospital. And it was like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this was the first one. And then I met a homeless guy. Um, I gave him food and then we started to talk about um, heaven and hell and all these things. And he had loads of questions about um, why God doesn't answer my prayers, why I can't hear from him. And I said, well, do you, do you have a Bible? Do you read your Bible? I said, no. And there you go. <laughs> this is, the, you know. Um, so, yeah. And then I, well, he told me that he's a transgender. So he is a man, but he wants to be a woman. Um, and obviously he asked me, what do you think about it? And I said, you know, God loves everyone and I love everyone as well. I, lo I love everyone as well, but... I believe God has created men and women for a reason and he didn't make a mistake in creating you as a man. Um, but I'm not judging you. I'm just saying that this is what I believe. Um, and he said, well, yeah, 
okay, but it's not easy because well, I don't feel like a man, I want to be a woman, so that's, that's okay. But God has a plan for you and just ask him, you know, why. Um, he said, I don't know, actually, I don't have a relationship with God. I said, well, do you want to give your life to God now? <laughs> I said, yeah. So we prayed again together and he gave his life to God. Okay, so we thank God for that. That's pretty cool, right? But the point is, you could have had a conversation around the issue. And you could have been there all day. Yeah. And the issue would have been, the, would have been God. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You could have talked about the issue. Because what you talk about becomes bigger. However, when you bring the truth as far as you get it, you understand it, or even better, you let Jesus speak through you, he is the truth. So Advent isn't just about Jesus coming to the earth. It's about Jesus also coming into my life and then my life going to other people's lives, which is why the shepherds went off on a journey. Then you find in Matthew, I don't know, there's a joke here somewhere, is that God looked for three wise men. Would he find them now? I don't know. It's a joke. Uh -huh. oh, thank you. All I know is, is that, is that God does not favour status. He favours everybody the same. Whether we consider ourselves as just shepherd people, we just wander around doing what, or whether we consider ourselves, okay, we've got a position of influence and whatever. God isn't interested in that. Because his favour is for everybody. Amen. And it's the same for everybody. But the point is, is that he wants to come into your life now. So a little bit like Laura, she's sitting there thinking, okay, I've got to this point loads of times before, but I've never asked this question. But today I'm going to. Suddenly. There's Zach in the middle of a mentoring session. If you want to know what that is, come to the Bible school and we'll show you. And right in the middle of that, suddenly something happens. Have you understand that? What happened with that? Okay, you could see that a different way, but in that suddenly, God was in that. Because what happened, what God did through this situation also impacted Laura's situation and impacted mine, to be honest. Because when, when I was seeing on Facebook, you know, here's my husband sitting up with all his clothes on looking at me and he's, he's been a bit grumpy, so he's getting back to his old self, quote. <laughs> he's starting to moan about the food, quote. So... It's true. I'm just making it up. It's all on Facebook. Check it out. Social media is a wonderful thing. But the point is this. Jesus wants to come, but he ain't going to change what he comes to and leave it. The, he's not going to leave it the same. If you think God's dead, you're in for a surprise. He's not. He was. He's not. If you think God's ignoring you, no, he's not. Maybe it's because you're ignoring him. If you think the heavens are brass, they're not. They're open. If you think life is hard, give your life to Jesus. Doesn't mean your life is less hard, but it means that he will help you in your time of need. Don't ever, ever fall down that route that if you give your life to Jesus, your life is great. Because it isn't always great, but he is in it. Neither is life easy, but he is the ease in the easy. I tell you, I've been a Christian a long time and it's, hello, you're still here. <laughs> Do you want to go, don't you? Bless her heart. 
You reminded me then of when, uh, when the people of God moved across the, the river and they said, priests go first. And when the priests went first, the waters stopped and they dried up. And about three days later, they said, where's the priests gone? They're still, they're still in the river where you left them. A bit like that. So well done. Thank you. Let's all stand up, shall we? Advent. Supermarkets did not invent Advent. God did. He wants to come and keep on coming. And when he's done that, he's going to keep on coming. John 1.14 says this, The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. A choice of God. Because he loves to be with his people. He made his dwelling not a visitation, a dwelling. God wants to do more than just touch your life on a Sunday morning. He wants to live in your life every morning. God wants more, to do more than just come into the, the, the crisis point. He wants to be in there post, during and past any crises. He wants to dwell. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father Full. Say full. full. What does full mean? Full. What does it mean? Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> it also means there's no room for anything else. That's quite cool. Woo. <laughs> That's cool, isn't it? That just happened on its own. As far as I'm concerned, it just happened on its own. He came full of grace, which means he wants to give you more than you deserve. For no reason at all other than he wants to. But he also came full of truth. He doesn't lie. He doesn't deceive. He doesn't say one thing and do another thing. He is truth. His word is true. He is true. Just close your eyes a moment. And just let this reality, just for a moment, just set it in your mind, in your heart. God is for you. He is not against you. If you can just settle that one reality, God is for you and he is not against you. If you can just get that, forget who you are. Just focus for a moment on who he is. God is for you and he is not against you. And if you can settle that one, you can grab this one. And if God is for us, Who can stand against us? You can't have the second without knowing the first is true. God is for us. He came. He will keep coming. He'll come again. He'll come this morning. He'll come right now if you let him. But he will come full of grace and he will come full of truth. Because he loves you. Heaven is close. Heaven is now touching the ground. There's no difference between the floor and the ceiling as far as God is concerned. He walks on both. 
He walks on it. The veil is gone. The division is gone. He is here. <coughs> I'm just going to get you to repeat some things. Now, again, shut your mind down if it's saying, oh, he just wants me to say stuff. Yes, I do. I want you to declare truth over your life. Because I don't know what conversations we were having when we came in. I don't know what conversations were going on in our heads since we've been in here. But I'm about to come into those conversations right now. So are you ready? Two of you are ready. Anybody else ready? I am blessed because God has blessed me. How cool is that? I am blessed because God is with me. And if God is with me, who can stand against me? I am blessed with health. I am blessed with strength. I am blessed with courage. I am blessed with God's abundance. God is my more than enough. I'm living in God's favour. He makes all grace abound to me. I will always have more than I need. God loves me. God gives to me. God accepts me in Christ. God has blessed me with joy. God has given me his peace. I am blessed. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, I want to thank you that you want to come right now. You want to open up the windows of heaven in our lives afresh. You want to bring light into any area of shade or grey or darkness. Any area of doubt, worry, fear, anxiety. Because when we know the truth, the truth sets us free. And I pray for everyone here, everyone listening afterwards on this message. Holy Spirit, reveal truth to the hearers right now. Not what I'm saying, but your truth in it. Your word is truth. You are truth. You send the Holy Spirit of truth. And I just pray right now to everyone here, as we go and have the rest of the morning, chatting, having teas and the coffees, we're going to see you coming. Suddenly. In the heartache, in the pressing, in the tears, we're going to see you coming. Where there's difficulty, we're going to see you coming. Where there's hardship, like we've heard, we're going to see you coming. Even at the point where things just seem like they're ebbing away, we're going to see you coming. Because this is Advent and you want to come. I thank you for that in the wonderful, wonderful name of Jesus. Can anybody say amen in the room?
Let's just give the Lord some praise, shall we? Give him some glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.